Political Podcast. At some point you look around, and you're the only one. I mean, it's pretty good. And just like that, the perspective shifts. Paging Bobby Winsler to the microphone. On in three, two... Welcome in, coming to you remotely, hopefully for the last time today, but still glad you're here. However you're making us part of your day, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or even through the concurrent mobile app or website, I am sure glad you're here. Today's show brought to you by the concurrent, your newest outlet for Citrus County opinion-based news. Check out the concurrent, read, listen, watch, discuss at theconcurrent.com. Welcome to the conversation. Today's show sponsored by us. I had planned to be back in front of the camera today. Unfortunately, some technical difficulties set us back. Not quite as bad as Facebook and Instagram's technical difficulties yesterday, uh, but enough to at least keep one more episode recorded audio only. But I'll be back in front of the camera next week. Uh, There is no commission meeting this week. There is an Inverness City Council meeting tonight. Usually I try to start these shows upbeat, but today I'm going to take it in a different direction. The concurrent hasn't done any coverage of 16-year-old Citrus High School student Antonio Hicks, who died last week of unknown causes after losing uh, consciousness. But I encourage you to pause whatever you're doing and join me in a brief moment of silence for him. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to revisit this again when we get into the second topic, but uh, that's where I react to the Sunday's Chronicle, because both of their local commentary pieces were related to his passing, but I did want to open the show with that as well. So, let's get back to the commission meeting, though. We had a contested 3-2 vote about allowing hospitals to apply for more Medicaid reimbursement that may or may not have opened the county up to liability. We had a presentation of the animal shelter private money raised so far that brings up more questions than it answers for me. And we had a moment where both Commissioners Scott Kernahan and Ron Kitchen agreed with the statement that Citrus needs to raise the sales tax. I'm not going to dwell too much on the hospital vote. Essentially, Commissioners Holly Davis, Ruthie Schlebaugh, and Jeff Kennard voted for it because of persuasive arguments they heard, and Commissioners Carnahan and Kitchen voted against it because none of those persuasive arguments came from people who worked for the county, including the county attorney who was against the decision because of the liability it could potentially open the county to in some extraordinary circumstances. Uh, I wrote a little bit about it more in detail in a comment on the concurrent Facebook page from last Tuesday that you could check out. Mike Wright wrote a piece about it in more detail that uh, is worth a read. Head over to his Facebook page, just write Citrus, W-R-I-G-H-T, like his last name, not like the verb. Just write Citrus. Uh, Give the page a like while you're there. 
So I'm not going to talk much about that. I'm not going to talk too much about the presentation of the funds regarding what has been raised for the animal shelter. Because honestly, the graphic was too confusing for me to understand. Seriously. As of September 28th, uh, $1,531,756 had been collected or pledged. That includes the $71,000 from Shelter Me Citrus, which, as I explained in past episodes, explicitly stated in a good way on their fundraising page that that money is only going to add on features not to offset taxpayer-funded projects for the shelter. That would imply the roughly $1.5 million indicated in the report is all going to the add-ons, since it's a necessary condition of one of its line items. The report also included $356,371.93 collected outside of this $1.5 million, bringing the total up to about uh, $1.85 million. And about two-thirds of this additional 356000 came from the Chronicle's fundraiser, and checks dropped off at the Chronicle office. And the report says that these funds are, quote, dedicated to the expansion of the new shelter, end quote, which sounds like it's meant to be used for the add-ons as well. Let me try to untangle this for you a bit, but only to the best of my limited ability. My criticism has been that the Chronicle's fundraiser sounds like it's going to help offset the taxpayer portion of the baseline shelter, which is why some people might be donating. And if the Chronicle wanted to clarify this, then they should have worded it like Shelter Me Citrus did with their fundraiser that clearly stated it was for the add-ons. In this report, though, it looks like the Shelter Me Citrus funds are included in a section that is going to the baseline shelter, whereas the Chronicle funds are going to be used for the add-ons, the exact opposite intention of each fundraiser according to its description. Now, the reason the two sections uh, could be, for the two different sections, looks like it could be that funds were collected this fiscal year versus funds collected for the last fiscal year, but... I, I still just, I, I don't know. I have a few people I can ask, and I'll get back to you on it, but here's what we do know so far. The commission has voted to borrow up to $7.5 million for the purposes of the animal shelter, then asked staff to bring back a plan for a new shelter that would cost between 8 and $9 million, excluding an expanded capacity for dogs, a pole barn, a sally port, an education building, and a cattery, all of which would be additional projects beyond the $9 million budget. Some requests for proposals have gone out, but we still don't know where the final location is going to be, which is important because a half-million-dollar donation, which is included in the $1.5 million mentioned above, is contingent on it being at one of the proposed locations, but not the other. If it is at the other location, which is near the center's building on 491 rather than near the jail on 491, then the land near the center's 
would likely have to be purchased in addition to losing out on the half million dollars contingent on putting it next to the jail, which would skyrocket the costs both from an additional expense standpoint of buying the land and from the opportunity cost of losing the potential half million dollar donation. I'll continue to update as I know more, but again, that's not the topic for today. The topic today is going to be the sales tax, but not in the way that you might think. So let's start here. If you've listened to the show the last couple of weeks, then you know the trait I think qualifies someone for commission more than anything else like business experience or knowledge of the county is the ability to make decisions in the room. How good are you at taking a wide range of information and synthesizing it into a short amount of time to be able to justify your decision making. Right now, I think we're incredibly fortunate to have commissioners who are good at doing this, even though I don't always agree with their justifications. In addition to this qualification, then, would be not how good are you at making quick decisions in the room, but how good are you at making monumental, irreversible decisions with plenty of time. Let me rephrase this in another way. What is the appropriate line between being principled in your convictions and being open to new information? The question becomes easier to answer if we take it out of the context of county commissioner and put it in the context of, let's say, a doctor or a pilot. Chances are we would want someone who is charged with taking care of us in either of these professions to have a high tolerance for changing their opinion based on new information. The tumor is spreading to a different organ. Let's try a different medication. The wind picked up as we reach our destination. Let's request landing from the north rather than landing from the south. It makes sense to be flexible in these circumstances. The metaphor, though, doesn't hold true when we extend it to our county commissioners. Residential roads will never catch up at the current levels of funding. Let's increase the collection designated for the purpose to catch it up. That's what the sales tax is. But there's a couple of things to note here. The first is that I'm still against raising the sales tax, even though this sounds like a justification for it. The second is the obvious argument that the funding may already exist at current levels. It's the prioritizations of projects that is the problem, something that the commission would push back on sharply. In Tuesday's meeting for the first time, four out of the five commissioners made it clear they support the sales tax raise, with Commissioner Jeff Kennard being the only one I'm still not 100% certain of, though from past meetings it appears that he does as well. How many commissioners support it doesn't make much of a difference since the raise would need to be passed as a referendum on the ballot, which is unlikely to happen. I talked briefly with one of the commissioners about the issue, uh, during which I made the point that a sales tax is a regressive form of taxation since the increase in cost of goods makes up a larger portion of a lower income person's overall budget. The commissioner's argument was that this person would be on EBT and Medicaid, so food and medicine is not taxed, 
and much of the other goods, like clothing, can be bought during tax-free holiday. This is a fair point, but it's hard to imagine someone living exclusively within that budget of these two items, 51 out of the 52 weeks a year until the tax-free holiday. However, this was new information presented that is worthy of consideration and deserves proper refutation when the debate intensifies. What the board needs to be communicating if they want to sell the public on this idea is not a promise that they will use it for roads like how it's being framed now, but rather a justification that they are able to handle 17 to 20 million dollars more in revenue and act responsibly. Back in December, a month into the board's new term and when the CARES Act allocations were being made before the deadline, I told people privately that if the board gets handed $39 million from federal stimulus and still comes asking for more money, then it should go down as a colossal failure of governing. Now, now, I'm going to revise this statement because despite the claims that some businesses who didn't get approved in the process, our numbers actually show that the county ranked third in the state in percentage of stimulus that was given to small businesses. And I would argue a lot of nonprofit services were overpaid. There are still hundreds of thousands of dollars waiting to be distributed by the chamber in the United Way. So the county did go out of its way to take care of those who are struggling with the stimulus money. So they deserve some leeway in this. It won't go down as a calamitous failure of governing if they need more money, but it will be a horrible gap in communication in explaining how the vast majority of that stimulus was spent. More importantly, the question needs to be answered as to what the county was going to do to make up the tens of millions of dollars if the stimulus hadn't happened. And here's the thing. I know the funds were restrictive in what you could use. I know a lot of it went to CCSO, which I think is a good thing. And I know there wasn't any corruption or wrongdoing, so I'm not hinting there was by asking where the money meant. Here's what I mean. If the county spent, let's just say I'm pulling hypothetical numbers, $10 million on improving sewer infrastructure... And what were we going to do with the funds that had been being budgeted to one day improve sewer infrastructure? That's the type of stuff that needs to be answered. These funds went to good projects, but where's the money that was being set aside to do these projects now going to go? But (laughs) don't worry for those in favor of keeping the sales tax where it is. Because I think we can rest assured that this will not be communicated well. And if it's not, I don't think there's any way that the sales tax raise is going to happen unless the commission can answer that. Getting to topic two, but first, be among the first to advertise with the Citrus County Concurrent. We offer a variety of ways to reach your next customer including website graphics, audio reads, even traditional print advertising. Get in early, lock in your rate, even as our audience grows. Special consideration given to donation spots for nonprofits as well. 
contact advertising at theconcurrent.com to learn more. That's advertising at theconcurrent.com to learn more. We have a tendency in today's hyper-divisive environments to see everything in competition with other things in its industry. Fox News and CNN duke it out for ratings. Apple and Microsoft go back and forth releasing the latest and greatest tech. McDonald's and Wendy's compete to see who can cover every corner in citrus. Spoiler alert, they both win and we lose. In the concept of winning and losing, this has been around in, in American politics since Jefferson and Adams feuds dating back to the Washington administration. But now everything in society seems to be politicized. We now view everything as a zero-sum game. Someone must lose for another to win. This isn't how I think of the media industry here in Citrus, though. There's no question the Chronicle is hurting right now. Without even bringing up the subject to people, I've been told by people volunteering the information that they are canceling their papers because their delivery costs soared over 100% from last year. I've had people tell me they're, they've been informed by the Chronicle that they are no longer live on a delivery route. The website's ads are out of control from the drop-down ones that dominate the homepage from the uh, top to the horizontal bars that are called leaderboards that don't fit inside the stories but are jammed in there anyway to a new ad from the bottom that's impossible to cl find a close button for. Um, it's just bad. And the Chronicle getting smaller doesn't make me or anyone else taller. I've said many times, and I believe it to be true, that the role of newspaper is indispensable. And though I have my many criticisms of the Chronicle, it's a luxury we are fortunate to have, and I want nothing more than to see them succeed. Sunday's commentary was a great reminder of the crucial role the community paper plays. Executive editor Jeff Bryan returned as a columnist after taking last week off to let Jerry Mulligan have a shot at it again. And though Jeff is still going by his The Other Guy title, which he seriously needs to drop, both he and Courtney Stewart wrote about the passing of the Citrus High School student, Antonio Hicks. This was something the concurrent didn't cover. Usually I would post a link to the story when a free outlet like Bay News 9 has covered it, but this one was such a tragedy that it felt insensitive to step outside of the concurrent's usual government coverage topics to post about a teenager dying like I would be using him to get clicks. I understand the same argument can be said for why I'm talking about him right now, but this is my point. His passing deserved to be covered, and the Chronicle did an excellent job of doing so, much better than, than I could have. And it's because they fill a need that's the community's tie to one another. I've said numerous times that Jeff is a talented writer, and that was on full display Sunday. He was compassionate, yet empathizing, strong, but caring. And it worked, and it worked in a way that the only the Chronicle could have done. Courtney's piece was more pragmatic, 
arguing for athletic trainers in schools, but it was a good contribution to the discussion as well. The Chronicle shouldn't fight any upstart media publication in Citrus as they struggle along, but instead they should recognize what they do well, which is community coverage, and continue to do it to the best of their ability. And if you say, oh, well, who are they fighting? Us. They're, they're fighting us because they denied the concurrence request to print our monthly editions with the reasoning that we are a direct competitor. And I just don't see it like that. I, I really don't. We can all coexist. Mike Wright wrote me last week thanking me for the shout out in a previous podcast, which is an easy thing to do because I don't see us as competitors either. I see more voices as an enrichment of the community's ability to stay informed. And a more subtle distinction is that I do commentary and he does reporting, something that the audience might not discern, but it's another reason why it's just not competition. We all have our role to play. There are numerous other examples, like Hometown Citrus Magazine and the Villager newspapers that specialize in sponsored content. And this reaches to other online platforms, from Crystal and Ryan Downs' Citrus County Live to any of the numerous Facebook groups that are out there that share the happenings from around town. They all play their important role. Uh, Citrus County Laugh makes me, or Citrus County Live makes me laugh. It's a riot. It's hilarious. And the other groups all share to their own audiences, helping to get that word out. In the concurrence case, our niche is providing contextualized news for free across platforms that are easy to take with you on the go. Now, no one could have covered this horrible tragedy like the Chronicle, and they should be commended for the work they produced. But it's remarkable to me that this stalwart of a community connector that can produce such amazing work like they did on Sunday can also be so stubborn as to thinking it is under threat of constant competition instead of embracing what is good for the Citrus community. That's all from the Bobby Winsler Show. Follow The Concurrent on social media for the latest updates, and we'll be back next Tuesday at noon. If you want to join this conversation, find us on social at The Concurrent Facebook, Twitter, or go to The Concurrent website, post on our discussion boards. Today's show is sponsored by us.